Section 8 of The Watergate Report, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Final Report of the Senate Select Committee on Presidential Campaign Activities, Volume 2, Ambassadorships. In a February 25, 1974 news conference, President Nixon denied that his administration was involved in the practice of brokering ambassadorships. He declared, quote, ambassadorships have not been for sale, and I would not approve an ambassadorship unless the man or woman was qualified clearly apart from his contribution, end quote. That very day, his personal attorney and one of his principal fundraisers, Herbert Kalmbach, became the first person in recent times to be convicted for, quote, selling an ambassadorship, unquote, in violation of Title 18, United States Code, Section 600. On February 25, 1974, Mr. Kalmbach entered a guilty plea to having promised in 1971 then ambassador to Trinidad and Tobago, J. Fife Symington, a more prestigious European ambassadorship in return for a $100,000 contribution, which was to be split between 1970 Republican senatorial candidates designated by the White House and Mr. Nixon's 1972 campaign. A condition of Mr. Kalmbach's agreement to plead guilty was that he be granted immunity from further prosecution in connection with, quote, contributions from persons seeking ambassadorial posts, end quote. Mr. Kalmbach has also advised the committee staff that then-ambassador to Jamaica, Vincent de Roulet, had a similar commitment. Since his re-election on November 7, 1972, Mr. Nixon apparently has had little trouble finding large contributors who were, quote, qualified apart from their contributions, unquote, to be appointed as ambassadors. Since November 7, 1972, Mr. Nixon has appointed 13 non-career ambassadors. Eight of these newly appointed and confirmed ambassadors each had donated a minimum of $25,000, and in the aggregate, they contributed over $706,000 to their appointers' re-election committee. In fact, over $1.8 million in presidential campaign contributions can be attributed in whole or in part to persons holding ambassadorial appointments from the president. Contributions of Ambassadors Appointed by President Nixon Adair E. Ross, Ethiopia, confirmed by Senate, May 11, 1971. No contributions. Annenberg Walter H., Great Britain, confirmed by Senate, March 13, 1969. $250,000 pre-April 7, 1972, $4,000 post-April 7, 1972, total $254,000. Campbell, James F., El Salvador, confirmed by Senate, February 8, 1974. No contributions. Cato, Henry E., confirmed by Senate, September 29, 1971. $25,000 pre-April 7, 
total $25,000. Crow, Philip K., Norway, confirmed by Senate May 1, 1969. $500 post-April 7, 1972. Total $500. Davis, Shelby, Switzerland, confirmed by Senate May 12, 1969. $100,000 pre-April 7, 1972, total $100,000. De Roulet, Vincent, Jamaica, confirmed by Senate September 17, 1969, $100,000 pre-April 7, 1972, $3,500 post-April 7, 1972, total $103,500. Dudley, Guilford, Denmark. Confirmed by Senate May 12, 1969. $2,500 post April 7, 1972. Total $2,500. Eisenhower, John, Belgium. Confirmed by Senate March 13, 1969. No contributions. Farkas, Ruth L., Luxembourg. Confirmed by Senate, March 26, 1973. $300,000 post-April 7, 1972. Total, $300,000. Farland, Joseph S., Iran. Confirmed by Senate, March 27, 1972. $10,000 pre-April 7, 1972, $12,300 post-April 7, 1972, total $22,300. Ferguson, Clarence C., Uganda, confirmed by Senate, March 16, 1970, no contributions. Firestone, Leonard K., Belgium, Confirmed by Senate, April 10, 1974. $100,000 pre-April 7, 1972. $15,100 post-April 7, 1972. Total, $115,100. Thronsheim, Kenneth, New Zealand. Confirmed by Senate, July 30, 1969. No contributions. Gerard Sumner, Jamaica. Confirmed by Senate, March 20, 1974. $38,867 pre-April 7, 1972. Total, $38,867. Gould, Kingdon, Netherlands. Confirmed by Senate, September 26, 1973. $100,000 pre-April 7, 1972, $900 post-April 7, 1972, total $100,900. Helms, Richard, Iran, confirmed by Senate February 8, 1973, no contributions. Hill, Robert C., Argentina. Confirmed by Senate, December 19, 1973. $750 post-April 7, 1972. Total, 
$750. Holland, Jerome H., Sweden. Confirmed by Senate, February 16, 1970. No contributions. Humes, John F., Austria. Confirmed by Senate, September 24, 1969. $100,000 pre-April 7, 1972, $500 post-April 7, 1972, total $100,500. Heard, John G., South Africa, confirmed by Senate, July 23, 1970, no contributions. Ingersoll, Robert S., Japan, confirmed by Senate, February 25, 1972, $3,000 pre-April 7, 1972, total $3,000. Irwin, John N., France, confirmed by Senate February 1, 1973, $50,000 pre-April 7, 1972, $500 post-April 7, 1972, total $50,500. Keating, Kenneth, Israel. Confirmed by Senate, June 15, 1973. $3,000 post-April 7, 1972. Total $3,000. Kintner, William R., Thailand. Confirmed by Senate, September 26, 1973. No contributions. Krabiel, V. John, Finland, confirmed by Senate March 26, 1973, $29,500 post-April 7, 1972, total $29,500. Lodge, John D., Argentina, confirmed by Senate May 23, 1969, $200 post-April 7, 1972, total $200. McComber, William B., Turkey, confirmed by Senate March 26, 1973, $500 post-April 7, 1972, total $500. Marshall, Anthony D., Kenya, confirmed by Senate December 18, 1973, $48,505 pre-April 7, 1972, total $48,505. Meeker, Leonard, Romania, confirmed by Senate July 22, 1969, no contributions. Melody, Thomas P., Uganda, confirmed by Senate June 12, 1972, no contributions. Middendorf, J. William, Netherlands, confirmed by Senate, June 12, 1969, $2,000 post-April 7, 1972, total $2,000. Miller, Lloyd I., Trinidad and Tobago, confirmed by Senate, December 19, 1973, $25,000 post-April 7, 1972, total $25,000. Moore, John D. J., Ireland, 
confirmed by senate april eighteenth nineteen sixty nine ten thousand four hundred forty two dollars post april seventh nineteen seventy two total ten thousand four hundred forty two dollars moynihan daniel p india confirmed by senate february eighth nineteen seventy three no contributions newman robert g morocco confirmed by senate september nineteenth nineteen seventy three no contributions peterson val finland confirmed by senate may one nineteen sixty nine no contributions Closer, Walter C., Costa Rica, confirmed by Senate April 6, 1970, no contributions. Pritzloff, John C., Malta, confirmed by Senate July 8, 1969, $1,000 post April 7, 1972, total $1,000. Replogel, Luther I., Iceland, no contributions. Rice, Walter L., Australia. Confirmed by Senate, August 13, 1969. $1,000 post-April 7, 1972. Total, $1,000. Rivero, Admiral Horatio, Spain. Confirmed by Senate, September 8, 1972. No contributions. Rush, Kenneth, Germany. Confirmed by Senate July 8, 1969. $2,000 post April 7, 1972. Total, $2,000. Russell, Fred J., Denmark. Confirmed by Senate January 3, 1971. No contributions. Sanchez, Philip V., Honduras. Confirmed by Senate, May 17, 1973. No contributions. Schmidt, Adolf, Canada. Confirmed by Senate, July 8, 1969. $1,000 post April 7, 1972. Total, $1,000. Scott, Stuart Nash, Portugal. Confirmed by Senate, December 18, 1973. No contributions. Selden, Armistead, New Zealand, Fiji, and Tonga, and Western Samoa. Confirmed by Senate, February 27, 1974. No contributions. Smith, Robert S., Ivory Coast. Confirmed by Senate, February 8, 1974. No contributions. Strauss Hoop, Robert, Sweden. Confirmed by Senate, April 25, 1974. $1,000 post April 7, 1972. Total, $1,000. Symington, J. Fife, Trinidad and Tobago. Confirmed by Senate, July 8, 1969. $100,000 pre-April 7, 1972, $500 post-April 7, 1972, total $100,500. Vaughn, Jack Hood, 
Columbia. Confirmed by Senate May 23, 1969. No contributions. Volpe, John A. Italy. Confirmed by Senate February 1, 1973. $2,000 post April 7, 1972. Total $2,000. Watson, Arthur K. France. Confirmed by Senate April 6, 1970. $300,000 pre-April 7, 1972. $3,000 post-April 7, 1972. Total $303,000. Total contributions pre-April 7, 1972. $1,325,372. Post April 7, 1972, $422,692. Grand total, $1,748,064. Furthermore, the committee's investigation indicates there are still a number of large contributors whose ambassadorial aspirations are yet unfulfilled. Six large contributors who gave an aggregate of over $3 million appear to have been actively seeking appointments at the time of their contributions. At present, 34 of 112, or about 30%, of all foreign envoy posts abroad are held by non-career appointees. The largest concentration of non-career ambassadors is in Western Europe, where there is also a high concentration of persons contributing $100,000 or over. Below is a list of eight Western European ambassadors and their contributions to the President's campaign. Great Britain, Walter Annenberg, contribution $250,000. Switzerland, Shelby Davis, contribution $100,000. Luxembourg, Ruth Farkas, contribution $300,000. Belgium, Leonard Firestone, contribution $112,600. Netherlands, Kingdon Gould, contribution $100,900. Austria, John Humes, contribution $100,000. France, John Irwin, $50,500. Arthur Watson, $300,000. Ireland, John Moore, contribution $10,442. Total, $1,324,442. Senator Claiborne Pell, a member of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, said of the Belgium, Netherlands, and Luxembourg appointments, and in this regard, we ought to bear in mind that Benelux seems to be the most expensive place on which to be appointed, because Mrs. Farkas, who is ambassador to Luxembourg, and she wasn't appointed until her contribution had been put to the barrelhead, even though an agreement had been received six or eight months earlier, contributed $300,000. Mr. Gould, who was not very forthcoming in his testimony, as far as his wife's contribution went, less than candid, as I said publicly at the time, contributed $100,000, and Mr. Firestone will have contributed $168,000,
so it means that to be the ambassador to benelux will have contributed over a half million dollars substantially over a half million dollars and i think it is a poor practice the caribbean posts of jamaica and trinidad tobago were also popular with presidential contributors sumner gerard appointed to the jamaican post in february nineteen seventy four gave thirty eight thousand eight hundred sixty seven dollars while lloyd miller ambassador to trinidad and tobago since december nineteen seventy three donated twenty five thousand dollars the two former envoys to these posts vincent de roulet and j fife symington each contributed one hundred thousand dollars allegedly as part of an effort to obtain appointments to more prestigious ambassadorial posts according to the fcrp fundraisers interviewed by the select committee they went to great pains to tell prospective contributors who might be interested in ambassadorial posts that there was no quid pro quo in exchange for any contribution they might give robert gray a public relations executive and a fundraiser in the 1972 presidential campaign who had been recruited by maurice stans had a set speech when making solicitations in this context speaking of his solicitation of john safer a washington d c developer and sculptor who gave two hundred fifty thousand dollars to the re-election campaign gray testified he did tell me that he wanted to be considered for an ambassadorship over the years i have learned the speech almost by rote which i gave to him as i have given every time that the subject comes up and that is almost verbatim as i have given it that only the president can guarantee you that you can be an ambassador no one else can guarantee that you will be nominated to the senate other than he and that any contribution from any citizen can do no more than assure him or guarantee that those of us who are involved in the fundraising process will do our best to see that his name is among those considered and then he will be considered on the basis of qualifications at levels beyond ours gray communicated safer's interest in making a contribution as well as his interest in government service to stands apparently safer was also referred to herbert kalmbach who reiterated that his interest in an ambassadorship would be forwarded to the proper persons including maurice stans but that no quid pro quo could follow from the contribution at the very least a number of persons saw the making of a contribution as a means of obtaining the recognition needed to be actively considered thus as noted below vincent de roulet stated that he saw his contributions as one of three or four avenues available to individuals to obtain an appointment in fact one businessman roy carver chairman of the board of bandag incorporated apparently saw a correlation between the size of the contribution and the extent of the anticipated recognition robert gray testified that his public relations firm hill and knowlton had been retained by carver to gain quote, greater visibility on the washington scene end quote. as related by gray carver later told him that he was quote, anxious to be considered as an ambassador end quote. although gray had given carver his pat speech 
Carver wanted to make contributions as a means whereby he would receive, quote, consideration, but not necessarily the appointment. Gray described his contacts with Carver. Mr. Dorson. Was any discussion had between you and Mr. Carver concerning the amount of contribution? Mr. Gray. No, not at any time. My understanding is that he gave a heavy contribution in the end. The only thing that I know is that during the campaign he would call every so often to find out if I could tell him what other people had given, who was top money man at the moment, because he, particularly in the final weeks, got very anxious that he be on record as having given more than someone else. I don't know if he ended up with that distinction or not, but he likes to be first in what he does, and he was determined in the final weeks to be first if he could. Mr. Dorson. Did you communicate with him the amount that you thought would give him the highest contribution of the campaign? Mr. Gray. Yes. At times when I could have found that out, I would pass it on to him. Mr. Dorson. How did you find this out? Mr. Gray. By calling Miss Arden Chambers, Stan's secretary, usually. Mr. Dorson. Did his desire to give the largest contribution in the campaign have anything to do with his desire to become an ambassador? Mr. Gray. With his desire to be considered an ambassador? Yes, I am sure that it did. I cannot imagine that he would have given those kinds of monies without that belief. Mr. Dorson. Did you and he discuss the possibility that he would give the largest contribution in the campaign would tend to increase the amount of consideration he would get for his Mr. Gray? No, it was not that. The amount of visibility he would get, I think, is what intrigued him about the amount. On November 2, 1972, Carver gave Bandag Incorporated stock worth approximately $257,000 to the president's campaign. Although Carver received a number of State Department and White House interviews, he never received any appointment. In at least two cases, discussed in greater detail below, there is evidence that the articulated policy of the Finance Committee to re-elect the president, not even to suggest the possibility of a quid pro quo, to a prospective contributor was ignored by high-ranking White House and campaign officials. According to evidence in the possession of the committee, in two cases involving J. Five Symington and Vincent de Roulet, Herbert Kalmbach, the president's personal attorney and the leading fundraiser on behalf of FCRP prior to April 7, 1972, appears to have made an express commitment for an ambassadorial post in exchange for a substantial campaign contribution. In one of these cases involving Symington, Kalmbach has already pleaded guilty to a violation of Title VIII, United States Code, Section 600, which makes it a crime to offer a government job in exchange for a political contribution. In a third case, involving Cornelius Vanderbilt Whitney, a $250,000 contribution was returned to Whitney in the expectation that he would have to testify before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, and that the return would eliminate any suggestion that the anticipated appointment was related to a campaign gift. End of Section 8 Recording by Linda Johnson